Hey, it's Seeking Plum. What does it mean to be humble? And is there such a thing as being too humble? The other day I didn't have the book with me that I wanted to read, so I dipped into something new. <laughs> I know, another book. This is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It seems to be a collection of essays or kind of like journal entries. And in the first few pages, he seems to mention people in his life and what he learned from them. This is what he said about Apollonius. I hope I said that right. It was from him that I learned how to receive from friends what are thought favors without seeming humbled by the giver or insensible to the gift. When I read this, I wondered, is there such a thing as bad humility? And why wouldn't he want to be humble in any way? I decided to start with Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and I found three different definitions. The first, not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive. The second, reflecting, expressing, or offered in a spirit of deference or submission. For example, a humble apology. And the third, ranking low in a hierarchy or scale, insignificant, unpretentious. If I consider the idea of submission or being lower in a hierarchy, I can understand why an emperor would find it important that he not do that. So I can understand his statement of wanting to find a balance between not being humble per him and wanting to not be insensible to the gift. But then I started looking at humility with respect to the average person. And initially I thought, Apart from false humility, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And I didn't think that there could be such a thing as too much humility. But then I gave it a little more thought. Why should an emperor be concerned about submitting to another and the average person should not? Again, putting aside the idea of false humility and even the humble apology, I think that there is potentially a problem with being too humble. It's one thing not to be arrogant and to be appreciative of someone's compliment or affirmation, but it's another to lower yourself to such a degree that you give away part of who you are. There have been times here on Anchor when people have said positive things, encouraging things, and I've responded with, I'm not worthy. You know, I may not feel that way, but I think that I have to respect their interpretation, their perception of what it is that I have shared. If they feel the way they do, then I should graciously receive that, but not to the degree that I prostrate myself before them. I've gotten better about this over time. I no longer say that when someone says something positive, but I think maybe it comes back to confidence and feeling empowered in your own skin. It really is about having confidence, but not being arrogant. It lies somewhere between lying prostrate and seeing yourself at the top of the mountain and that no one can topple you. Although Aurelius talks about this being not humble and at the same time being not insensible to their gift, I think that somewhere in there, in the between area, it's still about being humble. It's just not the lying prone before someone type of humility. How many times do we show respect and appreciation for someone else's work, but at the same time can recognize that we've put in effort and done a good job too? 
maybe until we come to that place, we can't truly understand what it is to be humble. Over the past few years, I have seen many times when individuals will copy or steal or take someone else's work or ideas and attempt to make it their own. Sometimes simply stealing the homework and slapping a label on it and saying, this is mine. And other times trying to slightly change it just so it's not exactly the same. Typically when I see this, the person comes across as floundering for attention, for approval. They want the quick, get-rich answer, rather than putting in the effort and the hard work. But the question is that when they do this, is there any sort of satisfaction, any pride in their work? Hmm. I almost feel like when someone does this, then they are placing themselves in a position in a lower hierarchy to the person they stole from which I think is the opposite of what they're trying to do. I wonder if humility is just a natural result of being confident in your own work and recognizing the effort and artistic ability or creativity or what have you that somebody else has also done. Like, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing, me or you. It can be both of us thriving in different areas or even thriving in the same area, just in our own way. And maybe until we come to that place, then there isn't a sense of real humility in our lives. The more I think about this, the more I think that there are different ways of being humble, different areas of our lives. There's the one I just described with respect to confidence in our own work and respecting others as well. But I think in addition, it's respecting someone else's perspective. But I suppose that's the same thing, isn't it? I can respect somebody else's opinion when I can acknowledge my own as well, and that both of them are, are valid. Maybe when we come to a place of understanding this, we are more open to learning. I don't think I realized how much was tied in with humility, from confidence to respect, how open we are to learning, and I'm sure there are other aspects I haven't even considered. I really see humility as sort of a scale, and I don't think that we ever stay in one area all the time. We have moments of arrogance and cockiness, and then, at least for me, there are times when I lower myself too low. It's a process, isn't it? Learning about these things. I think in greater understanding, there is more empathy and compassion as well. <laughs> the more I dig into it, I'm sure I could find more things that it affects, but I think I'm going to leave it here for now. To kind of wrap up, I think that I've come a long way with respect to several of these things, but I have a ways to go. and. In that journey of where I'm going, I don't think that there was any perfect state of humility. There may be a perfect state for me, but I don't think there is such a thing as perfect humility. If you're so inclined, I'd love to hear how you experience humility and or how you've witnessed it in others. Hey Rhonda, 
prime example of humility was when you shared those kind words <laughs> about Dolores and Angela, I had, you know, I felt very humbled by that and also very grateful. I, I was grateful for the share. I, I was humbled by the words, uh, all the fields. And because I know like 80% of the time, maybe 90, I feel like a total fraud um, in abject terror that is not going to work most of the time until at some point it finally comes together and but I carry that doubt and fear all the time so when someone says something um, says something that is as kind as that it seems like they're talking about someone else but I guess it's really about honoring another person's experience and kind of using it as a way to can I just say that I found this call so beautiful it's such an example of the human experience. Those times we feel like a fraud to creating something we are terrified to share with the world. Jared, I'm gonna do it again. I think you have such a gift and talent with words. Can you mix that with a sense of vulnerability and authenticity and you create something and gift it to us and to me, we are honored to, to be able to hear and experience what it is you want to share. When I hear your pieces, they take me places, not just in my imagination and these places and these people that you paint for us, but in feeling, right? Feeling some of these things that you've experienced or the people you are talking about have experienced. I really like that you use the word honor with respect to someone else's experience and using that to grow. I think that's something that I have been attempting to learn more about the last several months that I've been on Anchor. It's not easy. You know, now that I think about it, I, I almost see Anchor as the perfect tool to help us learn more about ourselves and the idea of humility and and all of these things audio strips away the distractions of video and it also encourages us to use our imagination so rather than seeing the words on the screen and responding to someone in that way or being distracted by you know the visuals whether it's the person themselves the background or you know something else going on we're better able i think to to hear someone because audio is kind of like hyper focused we not only hear the words but we hear the inflection and the tone and the emotion behind it i'm pretty sure i've talked about that before but i think in some way because it is hyper focused then our creative process is slightly different and our um, taking in you know is different as well Anyway, I just, I really appreciate your call, Jared. I, in hearing your words and your description, it sounds so familiar. <laughs> From feeling like a fraud to wondering if the segment's gonna come together. And after that, if it's going to be heard or received or if it's gonna mean anything or just float on by and does it matter? I always appreciate your calls, Jared. Thank you very much for sharing.